This week on MMA Minutes, we recap UFC Fight Night Whitaker vs. Gastelum, discuss the absurd Jake Paul vs. Ben Askren boxing event that went down last weekend, preview UFC 251 along with predictions for three of the title fights on the card, and also discuss the return of fans to the event, the first time since the COVID-19 pandemic hit. It's going to be a great episode, and I hope you keep listening. Let's get into it. This Saturday, one of two major events going on in the combat sports world, Robert Whitaker defeated Kelvin Gastelum by unanimous decision in the main event of UFC Fight Night, Whitaker vs. Gastelum. Whitaker had a dominant striking performance, piecing up Gastelum throughout the night and really looking a lot like his old self when he was the champion of the middleweight division. Gastelum took the fight on short notice in, ca- in case of Paulo Costa who stepped out and couldn't fight. It was a good performance from Gastelum for a short notice fight, but definitely had no chance in winning there as Whitaker was looking dominant the whole night. People are saying that Whitaker deserves a rematch with Israel Adesanya, and I could see that happening as Whitaker looks to be the logical next step. He ha- they have fought before with Adesanya defeating him for the middleweight championship of the world, but as Adesanya's pretty much cleared out the division, that looks to be the logical next step for the, uh, the middleweight division. The second major combat sports event on Saturday was the Jake Paul vs. Ben Askren put on by Triller Fight Club. In the main event, Jake Paul knocked out Ben Askren, Olympian wrestler, NCAA champion wrestler, and two-organization two, uh, MMA world champion. It was an embarrassment to the once great sport of boxing. An absolute sideshow from Triller. But they're going to do it again as Jake Paul won in a pretty dominant fashion over Ben Askren, who embarrassed the sport of MMA. And it was just kind of a, it was just a weird event. Concerts were more than the actual fights. They had like 10 concerts or something. I didn't really like it. I only watched the main event because couldn't be bothered to watch Justin Bieber perform. Um, I'd really like to see Jake Paul fight a real boxer because fighting crappy strikers like Ben Askren, no offense to Ben Askren, he's just not a striker. Um, it's just kind of a joke, I think. They're going to do it again, clearly, as Paul won, and they sold like 1.5 million pay-per-views or something like that, which would make it one of the top 10 pay-per-view events of all time. So people are going to tune in, but it's just kind of an embarrassment in a sideshow. Not not anything really uh, good coming out from that. Another headline last week from the world of MMA was what happened in the schedule bout between Jeremy Stevens and Jakar Close for UFC Fight Night Whitaker versus Gastelum. Jeremy Stevens, infamous for being made fun of by Conor McGregor at a press conference uh, all those years ago, made headlines Friday during the weigh-ins when he pushed Jakar Close at the weigh-ins unprovoked, shoving him down to the ground. On Saturday, before the fight started, we received the news that the fight was off as Close had hurt his hand on Stevens' push. This sparked outrage on uh, online as people were calling for Stevens' purse to be stripped as he hurt his opponent, making him not being able to fight before the weigh-ins. Stevens' purse was not stripped, and Close was paid after a public spat with the UFC. 
but it was kind of an ugly moment and a weird moment as a fighter injured his other fighter before the weigh-ins. Not a great look. Last week on Twitter, we saw some of the old Conor McGregor as him and Dustin Poirier, scheduled to fight in their trilogy about this summer, got into an ugly online spat about an alleged donation from McGregor to Poirier's foundation after their second fight in January, which never came. Before the fight in January, McGregor promised a payment of 500k to the foundation that never came after he lost the fight. He said it was because there was no plan for the money after Dustin Poirier called him out on Twitter. It led to a bit of an ugly Twitter confrontation with both men firing shots at each other and any um, and any um, non-bad blood that was left in this rivalry is out the door. This is kind of interesting to see as some may think this would pay, play to McGregor's benefit as he's notoriously one of the best trash talkers in all of sports who can get into his opponent's head before and during a fight. We'll see how this works out. And if there's ever a donation from McGregor to Poirier's foundation, which I highly doubt now after this. This weekend, going down at the Star Veterans Memorial Arena in Jacksonville, Florida, UFC 261. Headlined by the welterweight championship of the world, Kamaru Usman versus Jorge Masvidal, facing off for the second time after their match in July. Then, in the co-main, Zhang Weili defends her strawweight belt against former champion Rose Namajunas in what looks to be one of the most exciting fights of the night and maybe of the year. Valentina Shevchenko looks to continue her dominant reign at flyweight over Jessica Andrade, a former strawweight champion who looks new and improved at flyweight. Then, on the, on the rest of the main card, Jimmy Crute fights Anthony Smith in light heavyweight, and Jimmy Crute looks to become a true contender and just remove the role of prospect if he could beat Anthony Smith. Uriah, Uriah Hall also fights Chris Weidman for the second time. In a controversial move, fans are returning as there is a full house in Jacksonville. This is due to the um, there being almost no COVID restrictions in Florida. This could be an interesting move, and we'll see what happens, although no fighters have tested positive for COVID, so that's a good sign. In the first title bout of UC 261, Valentina Shevchenko, the flyweight champion, looks to make her fifth straight defense of the belt against Jessica Andrade, a former strawweight champion. So far, against anyone except for Amanda Nunes, fighting in a weight class she wasn't supposed to be in for Valentina, Valentina has been so dominant against every opponent she's faced. She's looked great. She obviously has great striking and ground game, but Andrade could be one of the most dangerous contenders to her. She's looked very new and improved since moving up to flyweight and is a very strong and dangerous contender. I still think she won't be even close to beating Valentina, as I think Valentina is probably going to coast this one out by unanimous decision. I don't see a knockout, though, because Jessica Andrade is a very tough fighter, and I don't think she's going to get knocked out super easily. So my prediction is Valentina by unanimous decision. In the co-main event of UFC 261, for the strawweight championship of the world, Zhang Weili, the strawweight champ from China, versus Rose Namajunas, the former strawweight champion from America. Zhang Weili is a strong fighter and a good striker. Rose is also a good striker, but she has capable jiu-jitsu and ground game that's better than Zhang Weili's. Zhang Weili last fought in March of 2020, the last event before the coronavirus against Joanna Jan 
one of the greatest women's fights of all time, with Zhang coming out on top winning a unanimous decision that saw both women heavily banged up. Ring rust may be a problem for Zhang, as she hasn't fought in over a year. My prediction is going to be Zhang Weili for a round 4 TKO. Rose is a very good fighter and a capable striker, but I think Zhang Weili is too dominant and will put away Rose as she is the new face of the strawweight division. The main event of UFC 261, the headliner, is the rematch for the UFC welterweight championship of the world. Kamaru Usman, the welterweight champion, versus Jorge Masvidal. Last time, in their first match in July, Usman absolutely dominated Jorge Masvidal, winning comfortable unanimous decision by every single round. I don't think it's going to be any different, but some people say that this, this thing about a full camp and more than six days' notice is going to be important for Masvidal. I don't really view Masvidal is up there in the echelon of people like Colby Covington, Gilbert Burns, and obviously the champ Kamara Usman. I think Kamara Usman's skill set is too complete, his wrestling is too good, and his defense and striking is well enough to keep up with the dangerous hands of Jorge Masvidal. I don't think it's going to be any different, and I think Usman is going to actually knock him out this time. So he's going to be more aggressive instead of worried about Jorge Masvidal like he was last time when he was preparing for a wrestler. Now he's prepared for Masvidal, and I think he's going to knock him out in the third round. Prediction, Usman, third round, TKO. Thank you guys for listening to MMA Minutes. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks for listening. See you next time.